Hi, I'm Chris Abel, and this is the Innovation Cafe on What She Said. Yumi and Boom is the name of a new virtual reality mindfulness project that just had its debut at the Real Asian International Film Festival here in Toronto, where it will go on to other film circuits and hopefully get a wider release a little later on. This week I'm speaking with Lillian Chan, Yumi and Boom's creative director, and Gabriela Kim Passos, its lead programmer. In meditation, you're often asked to close your eyes and to visualize the exercise that you're going through. Well, our conversation begins with Lillian explaining how, actually, this is something that virtual reality is perfect for. I actually have a friend who's a child psychiatrist who was telling me about how when she works with children with anxiety, she tells them to draw out their worry dragons in order to externalize their emotions. And I was really fascinated by that concept and thinking maybe we could use v the VR experience as a way to actually visualize this for children. And so that was kind of the starting point that moved me into mindfulness is actually learning about different practices that child psychiatrists use. And it did draw me to emotional regulation as well, which is like mindfulness, but it's about regulating the emotional attributes of anxiety through different physical practices, which is actually paired very well with mindfulness. So it kind of took me through this rabbit hole of learning about <laughs> all these principles and then trying to figure out how that would play out within a VR space in a way that was um, driven by storytelling through character storytelling. Um, so moving into animated characters is kind of what I do. I'm an animator by trade and I make films. So it was really marrying those two things and then also learning about what's possible in VR, what the technology can allow and something simple that could be used there that incorporates all these things together. And so, in a way, your experience does have worry dragons. You've got little oh, yeah, characters. I got my own. <laughs> right. So, who are Yumi and who is Boom? Sure. So, Yumi is a tween girl. She represents the rational half of your mind. So, the part that is sensible, the part that tells you to, you know, calm down, to be organized, to be neat, to be just in control. And Boom represents the emotional state of those things that just come up. And two together, the emotional mind and the rational mind represent the whole person. And so the idea is to not necessarily let one dominate over the other, but to find a balance between the two to find harmony within a person. So all of the stories within Yumi and Boom are different situations where something happens and things are in a state of imbalance. And by using a VR practice, we can kind of bring back the balance between these two halves of our mind. Right now we're focusing on Boom kind of losing control and like having this emotional fit of rage and using breathing as a way to kind of calm him down. As a balance to that, there can be situations where say Yumi is just uptight, unable to relax and we allow Boom to show her how to calm down and enjoy the moment and kind of let your emotions bring you into a state of better peace. So that's where it, I'm hoping that we can continue the series. Now, the innovation with virtual reality is that it's not just a passive experience. You're taking the audience and making them a part of the movie. In some cases, people do that where you actually get a role that's, that's in the experience. In this case, it's one step forward that people are actually using controls, they're interacting with what's going on with them. Tell me a little bit about the level of participation that you have in this. For a lot of 
interactive experiences, that kind of getting into that world is a thing for people who are used to it. The thing with VR is that for people who are not used to like playing games and kind of immersion themselves into a different world, VR really helps because you're actually like, you feel like you're there. You don't have to abstract the entire experience to be like, now I feel like I'm there. Like that step between playing something and feeling like you're there is much less than in any other interactive experience. So this really helps for this particular experience because the moment you put on the headset and you feel like you're in that space, you feel those characters much closer to you than you would feel in, in a different kind of setting, interactive experience. Yeah. In this case, the VR system comes with a set of controllers that people are holding on to. How do you get people to use controllers in a way that allows them to engage mindfulness? Mm -hmm. I think the, the mistake would be just pressing a button mm -hmm. or just waving the controller. But instead, you've created a, a gesture system, I guess, that mm -hmm. actually encourages the user to breathe, to do breathing exercises. Yeah, so um, when I was talking to the uh, child psychiatrist the, from the Center of Mindfulness, Emily Friedman, she's telling me about how between parents and children, if there's a conflict, they often use something called a hobosphere, which is, it's like a retractable ball that uh, you see in those uh, toy shops. And so the parent and the child will each take a side of it, and they will open the ball. And that is the cue for them to both breathe in. And then when they bring the ball back in to contract it, then they breathe out. And so it's called co-regulated breathing. You're actually breathing along with somebody else, but in that aspect, you're both regulating both your biological systems at the same time. And whatever conflict was there before, it gives you like a separation from that, like in a way to de-escalate. And so when I heard about that, and that as a visual cue, I thought that would be perfect for VR experience. So in this experience, you have two joysticks, and to attach them to a virtual hobosphere, so to speak, you can create that experience of breathing in and breathing out with a visual cue as well to help you, and an audio cue, and a whole bunch of other stuff to go along with it. But the, the physical exercise can be manifested within VR quite quite well, and it's um, another way to kind of practice that physical exercise, but just in the game space. Now, a lot of the uh, VR experiences that people easily access, the stuff you can see on the internet, stuff for Google Cardboard, tends to be just put on a pair of goggles and look around. Yes, it's different from a movie. You can look all around. But in your case, with Yumi and Boom, you've actually taken over the entire room that somebody's in. So this isn't just a sit-down or a standing experience. It's actually walking around. Tell me a little bit about how that is beneficial to what you're trying to do with Yumi and Boom. Interactivity for VR is, can be a little bit difficult because there are many variables that are not present when you're just doing something that you look around. For people who are not already into game development, it's really hard to think about those interactive aspects and make them work or even just have them at a point where it's like actually doable. And for Yumi and Boom, like if you don't have the interactivity, the experience lo loses a lot of its value, I would say. And so, 
yes, like being able to actually feel like you're doing the movements and being able to see that happening as you interact with the sphere and uh, with the environment, that is another thing that also helps not only with immersion, but like actually helps you do like the exercise like by yourself, but you feel it happening. It's a different experience than just like watching something happen. Right, I mean, this is not an exercise program. You're not asking people to do jumping jacks or running on the spot. But nonetheless, mindfulness is a very physical activity to go through. And so I guess there is a great benefit, even if if it's just getting people up off their chair to just take a couple of steps in either direction, then that becomes a major bonus towards what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. I think when you think about mindfulness, there are apps that are just very process-based, learn how to breathe, you know, go through yoga, you know, they are exercise-driven. But then there are also story-based things that teach about mindfulness, but it's, it's a watched experience, it's a linear experience. So this is really trying to hybridize the two together to create something that not only is a story, but also a physical practice. And I think it's effective that way because you can really reach into the audience of people who don't necessarily want to just do a yoga video or want to just meditate alone. I think it gives a path towards learning about these things that is engaging. It's a hook. It hooks you in. Like the story hooks you in and then it's like suddenly you're doing doing a mindfulness exercise. Really cool. Very neat. In addition to the aspect of going through mindfulness, what I also found unique about the experience that you offer is that you're allowing the participant to actually alter the world around them in a way that's beyond the usual activity. So most experiences, it is like a video game. You can point a controller at something, you change that one object, or maybe you activate a sequence that happens. But here, what you've done is you've actually created an environment that changes from being anxiety-driven to being very calm based on the gestures that people are doing. I haven't seen that anywhere else. So I, I give you great credit for coming up with that. That's very cool. Yeah, I mean, we... It's funny because when I was talking to the psychiatrist and they were telling me these exercises, it's almost like you have to use your imagination to do these things in a normal practice. But with VR, we could actually say, let's take this one step further. Maybe you can visually see the imagery that's trying to be conveyed and extend beyond that. Like now you can have a creature that can do almost anything. So we have other episodes planned about different other exercises and we can kind of exaggerate those calming qualities in the VR space in order to create something even more out of this world for the person to be experiencing. Yeah, and that transition is interesting to me because it's not like press A and now you're at the bottom of an ocean. No, it's very gradual, and it does seem to be tied into every time somebody breathes in and they breathe out, that slowly things start to kind of become a little more calming. And I thought that was an interesting thing to do from a technology point of view, to make that change gradual. Yeah, so one of the things with VR is that it's... It's still new. It's, I, won't, I won't say it's very, very new anymore because now there are like, lots of people like, starting to work on it. There's lots of little apps you can find. But it's still new enough that there are no ground rules. There, there is no like, do this, this, and this. There's no recipe 
to get something done in VR. And so why not push those boundaries when you can? VR is still very much not explored in certain aspects. And I think if you can push that envelope, definitely push it. One of the cool things in VR is that it's a world that is based on ours. Like you're physically here, but it doesn't have to follow our rules. It doesn't have to follow like the physics rules that we have. It doesn't have to follow lighting. It doesn't have to follow anything that the real world has. So exploring that and like how to make that work for different kinds of experiences, that's one of the things that I find the coolest about doing VR. So when you were trying to think of what environments that you can offer that could be so soothing, I mean, especially because you are the advantage when you were taking over the entire room is that you don't have to worry too much about the horizon. You can make your landscapes go off into the distance. Mm -hmm. Amongst your team, there must have been so many suggestions and ideas and fun. You know, you have a beach, you have the bottom of the ocean. There must be a lot of suggestions in terms of what you could be doing in the future. What's the most calming places that you could be? Yeah, I think people are really excited, especially about, like, ocean scenes, I think. It, it's an instant kind of um, reaction from my team just saying, let's do an underwater ocean experience. I think they could already sense that as being a place of infinite possibility. So... Yeah, I think everyone was like, like just enjoying the design process of just bringing these environments into life. And it's not just the visual, it's also the audio. Because one mm. of the challenges with doing, a, say, a mindfulness program is not to be overstimulating. Yeah. And with audio, that can be really tricky. But you seem to have tapped into that in terms of yeah. well, crashing the waves. And yeah, it was good. I mean, my, the sound guy is my husband. So I feel like I have like a lot of control over, you know telling him what I want and don't want. Um, but he, I think the other thing is too that there are a lot of useful sounds that are calming. So he had a lot of options to choose from and be able to find something that works. Now in searching through the industry for VR producers and directors, I haven't encountered too many women who've worked in the industry. It seems to be changing. Mm -hmm. And I noticed on your project, Yumi and Boob, you seem to have a, a higher than normal percentage of, of lovely ladies working on the project? We do have a lot of women, like the thing, this it was very much like the core developer team was very much mostly women, yeah. I think. Absolutely. Yeah, and John. <laughs> uh, but I, I think it's really like, it's, it makes for a very different environment, like working with a team with women in it. For this experience it was really, really nice to have, like, that kind of, yeah, camaraderie, like, among us, be like, yeah, like, this, this is it, we're, we're a full, like, women team, we're doing great, this is what we're here for. I I should say, too, like, so, I found Gabby through a friend who was um, at a coding camp, they were on a coding camp together, but she's through Dames Making Games, which is just the community that is supporting uh, female game makers. I think Gabby's being really modest, but she's like a really incredible, unreal game developer and one of the few females, I think, in game development as well, like that I know anyway in the city. So to find her and to couple that with the lighting person who's also female, the animator was female, the storyboard artist was female, the layout artist was female, and we had a lot of female 
presence in, in the creation of this. So. Thank you very much for having me to your little virtual island today. I had a, a lovely time, and uh, this was a great chat. Thank you. Thanks for coming by. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much for interviewing us. It's said that the more time you have to invest, the greater the return. Well, guess what? Kids have the most time if we learn to invest early. That's why I created the Cash Kid Podcast, where I teach kids and some adults financial skills they need to know on how to earn, save, and invest their money. Join me on this journey as we interview experts and explore topics that allow you to grow your money as kids. Just remember, anyone can be a cash kid. You just have to learn how to become one. Get ready to grow your financial knowledge and your wallet with the Cash Kid Podcast. That's right. Find us at thecashkidpodcast.com or listen in on places like Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, or YouTube. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. He had all, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know? And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.